What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. The following is a special presentation of ESPN 1000. Good evening and welcome to the NFL Draft. It's time for the 2020 NFL Draft Show. Brought to you by White Claw. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Here's Jonathan Hood. The Bears are on the clock. Welcome into our 2020 NFL Draft Special right here on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. I'm Jonathan Hood. Yeah, indeed, the Bears are on the clock, and we will lead you from now until, until you know, like those party pluggers that has a time. Starts at 6 o'clock, and we don't know exactly when we're going to be off the air, but for sure, we will cover the Bears picks for you in the second round, number 40. Three and number 50 overall. You never know what Ryan Pace, the general manager of the Bears, has up his sleeve. Maybe there's more picks before we get off the air tonight. But before, for, but definitely for sure, we'll take a look at the second round picks uh, for the Chicago Bears, 43 and 50, and maybe something in the third round. We will see. The, the Bears are on the clock for sure, and after watching round one yesterday, uh, this is the most important draft in the Ryan Pace era. It's the same Ryan Pace that has chosen Eddie Jackson and Roquan Smith and David Montgomery and Cody Whitehair. But also, the same Ryan Pace that has chosen Leonard Floyd and James Daniels and Adam Shaheen and Mitchell Trubisky. You know, the Bears tonight must find players that can help them for day one, whenever the season starts. It's so very crucial. When you think about the core of the Chicago Bears, the, the core players that the Bears have, who doesn't like Khalil Mack? Who doesn't like Allen Robinson? Who doesn't like Kyle Fuller? Players like that on this football team, Akeem Hicks. There are certain players on this team that you say, boy, these are cornerstones for the franchise. But the majority of those cornerstone players are on the defensive side of the football, which is not a bad thing because at least you have some. It's better than having some than none. At the same time, though, you want to have balance on your football team to be able to have those cornerstones on both sides of the football. And so it's not hyperbole. Uh, It's not me pulling your coat in with a little wink and a nod. It is a fact that the Bears must find a day one starter tonight. It has to happen. You look at the other picks with one pick in the fifth round and two in the sixth and two in the seventh. You say, well, maybe you could find maybe a diamond in the rough. There is no time for a diamond in the rough based on what the Packers are doing, based on what the Vikings are doing, and the Lions trying to be better than what they have been for quite some time now. So you really don't have time to try to pick and choose and figure out, well, this is a development player for the near future because Ryan Pace's job is on the line tonight and tomorrow with this NFL draft. It is crucial that the Bears find a day one starter. And there are a number of positions to look at with this Bears team, which we'll address here on our draft show. But we take a look at the drafts in the past. The 2019 draft with David Montgomery. I always felt that David Montgomery is kind of like that car that's in the garage, that muscle car. And there's a cover over it. You know it runs, but you don't know how good it runs because you don't you don't turn it over every often. You don't really take the cover off and you don't 
uh, put, get in that car and just drive and make sure that that car can really go. I think that Matt Nagy did not get in that car and let it drive enough, David Montgomery. It took toward like, like the middle to the end of the season for us to see the best David Montgomery. When you and I were saying, hey, why don't you run the football a little bit more? Yeah, it's an offensive league, but you can still run the football. And I always thought that David Montgomery was that classic car that you're thinking, man, how come you just don't get in that car and run it? Find out whether or not this car is good enough for you to keep or not. And so maybe this upcoming season will tell a greater story. But I always thought that Montgomery, for the uh, third-round pick that he was in 2019, was a, a nice player for the Bears. Same 2019 draft, we have Riley Ridley, which is really an unknown. I have no idea whether or not he could play. As a Georgia fan and as a college football fan, I will tell you that Ridley really paid dividends for the Georgia Bulldogs. So, yeah, I know that he can play. Didn't have much of an opportunity, though, to be able to be a wide receiver uh, and really be uh, a guy that Trubisky can go to last year. And then some other names that we don't, haven't seen, like Shelley and White in Denmark in that 2019 draft. Well, you know, that didn't work out well. That 2018 draft with Roquan Smith, I'm on record as saying, again, moving the, the Georgia bias to the side, I just thought that Roquan Smith uh, as an inside linebacker can be a real, real difference-making player for the next 10 years for the Bears. And I just think that he's one of those guys where we're going to say in 10 years, wow, that guy really was able to play well. I think Roquan Smith is a special player for this team. The same draft, though, in 2018 that had James Daniels and uh, Anthony Miller and so you know Nichols and Kyle Fitz and Javon Wims. I mean, we know that Roquan Smith is the key to that draft. And Anthony Miller, I think that the jury's still out. Can he be that number two receiver next to Allen Robinson? We will find out. In 2017, of course, that's the Trubisky draft in which we'll always know what that draft was about, right? We saw a Super Bowl champion and Patrick Mahomes in that same draft, and we saw Deshaun Watson. Might be a little disgruntled now with the Texans, which is an interesting story there in Houston with Bill O'Brien. But Mitchell Trubisky, the number one pick, they traded up to get Trubisky. The same draft that had Eddie Jackson, who, again, is a cornerstone player. You enjoy what he brings to the table defensively. Also, Adam Shaheen was part of that draft. Remember him? Also, Tariq Cohen, who is not sure he's a running back, as he mentioned, I think, at some point this year. I'm not sure what Tariq thinks he is, but Tariq has to be able to be a better player than he was even last year. And that's also Jordan Morgan was in that draft in 2017. And of course, 2016, that was the Leonard Floyd draft. Um, that's why Leonard Floyd's not here anymore. People were asking me, like, Hood, you're a Georgia guy, you're a college football guy, what do you think of Leonard Floyd? And I would always say, Leonard Floyd was always around the tackle, not the reason for the tackle. Leonard Floyd is no longer a Chicago Bear. But the same draft in 2016 with Cody Whitehair and Jonathan Bullard, Nick Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski should still be on this football team. When you think about the money that Trevathan was able to get compared to Kwiatkowski, the money was the same, and Kwiatkowski was the younger asset. Don't know why he's not on this football team. I would have chosen the younger asset versus Trevathan, but this is the choice that the Bears made. Same draft in 2016 had Deion Bush and Jordan Howard and DeAndre Hall and uh, Houston Carson, who was a safety, and Braverman, who was a wide receiver. You see, it is important that the Bears are able to strike gold here tonight in round two and round three because these C-plus drafts, these B-minus and C-plus drafts I just went through, uh, it makes the Bears the third-best team in the division at this time, and that's not good enough. 
to have a B minus to C plus draft does not work. Now make sure we all understand everybody cannot have starters and difference makers in the up and down the draft. You do the best you can to be able to either plug a hole for need or plug a hole for best available. But the Chicago Bears at this point in time tonight, as we cover this draft, we have to figure out if the Bears are going to find that difference-making player. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the brand-new ESPN Chicago app here on our 2020 NFL Draft Show brought to you by White Claw. Some thoughts now from Ryan Pace, the general manager for the uh, Chicago Bears as the um, second round has started here. Some thoughts from Pace on having these two picks in the second round. Yeah, I think it definitely does. And when we've talked about, you know, we this we go over all the scenarios of with either one of those picks, uh, you know, moving up under certain scenarios or moving back under certain scenarios. But we we have a good feel for what uh, type of players will be there uh, around those picks, and just to t- depending how the draft's unfolding, we'll know if hey, I feel like we can move back right now, you know, accumulate some additional picks and still be in a good pool of players. So that's there from Ryan Pace, the uh, the general manager for the Bears. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be able to find day one starters. When we take a look at this draft, there are a number of positions that the Bears need. Now, you would think by being able to solidify the the free agency by getting a quarterback and making sure that, that quarterback is going to be in place to compete uh, with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, People have a tight end in Jimmy Graham, and listen, you and I have talked about this for a while now. This this whole Jimmy Graham thing, it's it sounds interesting on the surface, but it's not the same Jimmy Graham we saw four or five years ago. And then you're trying to solidify the defense and throwing money at a position uh, defensively because of how the Leonard Floyd move did not work. And so it's okay to throw money in situations where you don't have – quality but at the same time you have got to be able to get this draft right i mean having Artie burns on the on the roster and having jimmy graham on the roster okay that's that's fine and having robert quinn who was a terrific pass rusher as a linebacker that's fine but you still need more so i'll ask you this question and sean open the phone lines at 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number which position do, should the Bears address first? Simple question. Uh, I look at a number of them, including corner, including safety, including uh, trying to get better on some parts of the defense, especially in the secondary, but the offensive line also stands out to me as well. So it's not like the Bears are just going to be complete after this draft. There's still going to be some holes, but the hope is that they can plug se- several of those holes uh, here tonight. So 312-332-ESPN. Three three two three seven seven six is our telephone number. You tell me, what are the holes, the position that you would address first if you're Ryan Pace? You're going to be on the clock pretty soon here. You're going to be the um, number 43 pick overall. If you're the Bears, what do you address first? We'll get your thoughts on that. Also, we'll hear from Jeff Dickerson, who covers the Bears for NFL Nation on ESPN.com. We'll get his thoughts on that as we move on with our NFL Draft Show, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Show presented by White Claw on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's our 2020 NFL Draft Show here brought to you by White Claw. 
on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. Keeping our eyes on the draft, and it is uh, T. Higgins takes the uh, first pick in the second round, the wide receiver from Clemson. There's so many talented wide receivers. It is not a joke. These wide receivers are coming out are going to be uh, tremendous for some teams here, not just what we saw in the first round, but second and third round as well. So uh, looking forward to that as we turn to Jeff Dickerson, who uh, covers the Chicago Bears for NFL Nation on ESPN 1000 and uh, ESPN.com. I'm looking at Michael Pittman Jr. taken now by the Colts, J.D. Boy, the runner wide receivers, uh, that should be really a theme here in day two. So Higgins and Pittman Jr. were two guys that were contens- uh, consensus top 35 players. Both of those guys could have been first-round picks, according to whom you talk to. Mm-hmm. So I guess not a huge surprise that they come off the board right away. Lions on the clock right now after taking Jeff Okuda, uh, the cornerback out of Ohio State, with the third overall pick yesterday. They can certainly look to address offense with a wide receiver. So, I mean, this is what we expected. I mean, again, though, I still don't think – I know the natural inclination for people is to say, oh, no, I mean, there goes T. Higgins, there goes Michael Pittman. Teams drafting like 40 and beyond are done at wide receiver. That's just not – Reality. I mean, the reality is that you could wait until maybe even the third round and get yourself a pretty good wide receiver. So if that is in the Bears' plans tonight, I wouldn't say that just because Higgins uh, and Pittman went off the board that that by any means will preclude them from addressing that position if they feel like that's where they want to go. But the beauty of it is, my man, there are so many needs and so many positions that they could use help at that if they're smart and if their evaluations are spot on, given the level of talent in this draft, in this second round, they could walk away with two really good players. Yeah, it's no question. And, and here's something that you and I have disagreed with over the years. We don't disagree mm-hmm. on much, but we have disagreed on this for well over a decade about this time of year on whether you draft for need or for best available. And so th- I'll use this analogy that I have not used on you. See if this works on you. Okay. Because I've always Try thought to that sway you, me. Sway me. Well, I've always thought, thought that you should, if you should definitely draft for what you need. We, you've addressed wide receiver. We've talked about the secondary. We've talked about the offensive line. But t- to me, I look at it like this. Jeff, if I, if I need milk and I'm going through the grocery store and I see this great deal on Gatorade, knowing that I need milk, I can't get the Gatorade. I just got to get the milk because it's my need. Now, best available right now as far as my money would be the Gatorade. But I, I, can't, I just can't get the Gatorade because my need is the milk. The, the, the milk for the Bears is a wide receiver or the offensive line. If there is a running back that's there that they don't necessarily have to have at that point, you don't need that. But you and I have disagreed on that. I, I always think the, the best, uh, the, the needs have to be addressed in the draft versus something that you don't already need. But you know why our, our debates always end in friendly banter hmm. is because they always have needs everywhere. So you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean they've they've got needs. The Bears have perpetual needs. I mean most football teams do. I mean football teams change. Fifty three guys on a roster, eleven starters on offense, eleven starters on defense. Things cycle through. Um, I could say to you, okay, wide receiver. Certainly they want to add a wide receiver this week. Offensive line help. I think that is also very important. They also need a corner. They also need a safety. 
They also need a tight end. I mean, there are very few positions that you can look at the Bears right now as they're currently constituted and say there is no need whatsoever at this spot. I mean, they've got two highly paid outside linebackers, but I could always bust out the old adage on you that you can never have enough pass rushers. And rushing the quarterback is how you win on defense. So, yeah, do I think now it looks like DeAndre Swift is off the board now to the Lions at 35. If there's another running back there at 43, I I wouldn't think that's where they go, Jonathan, based on David Montgomery. So there I, I think you are right. But I don't think that they would have, given all their other needs, I don't think they would have running back as the best player left on their board at that spot. I just don't know if a running back, given the value of that position, would rise to that level for this specific team. It's it's pace. Who knows? <laughs> it, 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 it is Ryan Pace. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Pace has been very aggressive with with the drafts, and he is not afraid to trade away future compensation. He always feels like he can earn, make that back during a draft. I mean, I think the plan is certainly to make as many moves as possible over tonight and tomorrow and, and stockpile picks. But if there's someone they just feel like they have to have, I mean, they've moved up before to get Mitch, to get Leonard Floyd, mm-hmm. to get a lot of guys. So it's happened before, uh, so I certainly cannot uh, rule that out tonight. So in the second round, T. Higgins uh, taken by the Bengals, a terrific wide receiver from Clemson. Michael Pittman Jr. from USC uh, going to the Colts. And DeAndre Swift, the best running back the Lions have had since Barry Sanders uh, from Georgia now going to uh, the Lions. Uh, And that's not – I'm not pulling your leg there. DeAndre Swift, this is not a Todd Gurley situation where all his best – uh, football was in college, J.D. De- DeAndre Swift actually is a is going to be a really good player for the for the Lions. Running back you is the Georgia Bulldogs, that's for sure. I thought that he was going to go to Kansas City at 32 last night, didn't you? Yeah. Well, DeAndre well, now, Swift, I thought. Now, they yeah. took the kid from Auburn, who's also a, a great player, and I was certainly not going to – I mean, Andy Reid knows what he wants in his offense. I just thought because DeAndre Swift, and you can tell people more about that because you're a diehard Georgia Bulldog fan – he does everything well. I mean, he's the type of running back in that system that you need because he catches the football. When you see Elaire, by the way, with Kansas City, that's what Tariq Cohen is supposed to look like. You watch Elaire from LSU uh, as he goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, a, a running friendly team. Uh, he's going to be terrific. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six. Our phone number. Jeff Dickerson covers the Bears with us on our twenty twenty NFL Draft Show here on ESPN one thousand. Joe and Peterson Park on ESPN one thousand as we talk Bears. Hello, Joe. Hello. I had a question. I was wondering, I heard a lot of rumors that the Bears are going to be drafting um, a defensive player. Why would they draft a defensive player if there's such a big need for wide receivers and tight ends? Let's address it, and we appreciate the phone call. Well, definitely one of the holes, Jeff, is in that secondary. You take a look at that depth chart, and I just think, you know, if the Bears find um, uh, a safety that they want or someone on the corner, I think if, if it's good, you should go for it. Yeah, I mean, there's two, there are two glaring needs, glaring needs on defense right now, and that is cornerback and safety. You can't avoid that. Now, they've tried to bulk up you know, veterans on one-year deals to try to compete for those jobs, but, I mean, in a perfect world, 
those are both rookies. At least one of those needs to be a high-impact draft pick rookie. So I could absolutely see them addressing defense. And by the way, thank you so much for correcting me because I misidentified the new Chiefs running back, his college. That's what, You're always there for me, brother. No, and I should you? never talk SEC football <laughs> around you because, I mean, I'm going to make a mistake like that. So, so thank you. So I apologize to all the Auburn fans. You had a lot of good players taken, and you're going to have, I think Marlon Davidson is going to be a good pick. Now, there's a guy, if he gets to 50 – Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about best available player. There's a guy from Auburn that could maybe fit that mold as a defensive end. I'm just saying, look, I've covered so many drafts for the Bears. Yeah. And uh, it never goes as you think it's going to go. There's always players that are like, whoa, like, huh? Like, who? Like, you and I had never heard of Abilene Christian College. No. Abilene Christian University before they took Daniel Manning in 2006. Then, you know, Johnny Knox comes from Abilene Christian. They produce some players. But, I mean, there are, things just happen. I go, wait, they drafted this tight end from Ashland University. Adam Shaheen, wow, this has a chance maybe to be really good. And then I was wrong. So, I mean, any, anything can happen, man. That's the beauty of the draft. Joe, we appreciate your phone calls. We go to Steven Edgewater on ESPN 1000 on our NFL Draft Show. Hello, Steve. Hey, what's up, man? I hate to pile on Auburn, but uh, what about Sal Canella? Have you seen any of the uh, body work on that dude, man? He's just, he moves. What position? He's a tight end, man. And he's probably not going to get drafted. We could probably just get him to camp. He is a good dude. Cole Komet is, uh, is a guy that will be t- should be taken, if it's not, not by the Bears, but by, by someone. Uh, we appreciate the phone call. I think that uh, it's it's a very... I think it's very light when it comes to the tight ends. Commits on the top of that list, though, for sure. I saw Jeremy Fowler, my, my colleague at uh, ESPN.com, one of our NFL insiders. He reported before the draft, second round began, that he's hearing that Cole Komet will not last past number 40. Mm-hmm. So right now the Giants pick is in at 36. He's saying Komet won't make it past 40. Again, we will see. Uh, there could be some gamesmanship going on there. Could be a way to bait some teams up to – to getting him uh, ahead of 40 if they want to trade up and give some some compensation away. But I, I would say of a tight end class that up top isn't super impressive, I think everyone would agree that Cole Komet is, is the best prospect at that position. And, hey, listen, I mean, there will be plenty of time to talk about undrafted free agents tomorrow. Uh, that happens after the seventh round wraps up. Uh, there's a mad dash to sign those guys. And, you know, occasionally uh, one will make the team. My friend, I know that uh, you've got to be keeping your eyes on this pick just like me, so I'll ask you this to wrap up about the offensive line. What are your concerns about the right side of that offensive line? You know, it, it, there's an opportunity for the Bears to be able to hit this bell twice on the offensive line, but what are your thoughts on the right side? Yeah, I have concerns everywhere on the offensive line, quite frankly. But, I mean, the right side, you know, they're, Massey's on. you're on the hook for some guaranteed money again this year with Massey. Um, so he did not play the way he had to play last year. Plus, he was hurt. Um, so that is obviously a concern. There is no right guard right now that's like entrenched. I mean, I think Jermaine Effetti, depending on what they do this weekend, has a good chance to start at right guard. That's, that's why they brought him here. But, I mean, they could always look to draft that starter. I just feel like the performance isn't where it needs to be. On the left side, you know, Charles Leno's making good money. No guaranteed money left, but good money. I don't think he performed 
the way that he feels he needs to perform last year. They just paid Cody Whitehair. James Daniels is a, is a second-round pick, and you know he just has been kind of okay. I think they would like better from him and from that position. So, like, if they go offensive line tonight, I mean, there should be no one wondering why in the world they would do that. Um, they need help there, and, and it's just it just wasn't it just wasn't good enough, and it wasn't good enough particularly to think that it's going to get a ton better this year, better the following year, better the – you see what I'm saying? Like, it, like mm-hmm. there's going to be a big drop-off coming up here pretty soon for that group, I would think. So planning future replacements is, is of the utmost importance up front. Grant Delpit, safety for the Bears. All right, my friend. That's All right, always- there it is, my friend. He is a, <laughs> a safety in the, in the mold of a Gary Fensick – uh, Xavier McKinney off the board, the Giants mm-hmm. at 36. So maybe the run on safeties begins now. Now, here's the pick, though, brother. The Patriots at 37. Mm-hmm. Pick is in. What Do they, they take a quarterback here? Because there's been a lot of talk that they might take a quarterback. Belichick is now nowhere to be found in Cape Cod. He is uh, <laughs> he's hiding in the background somewhere. He is, he is off camera. This is dog. Is sitting in the chair. There's a Perhaps wolf. The, maybe the dog has been make, the, the wolf has been making the picks all these years. <laughs> Can we hire the wolf? What in the world? I just, I just think I love his uh, his Navajo uh, uh, look with the uh, table and chairs. Uh, he must have found that at some secondhand store. Oh no! Uh, look, look at this. What is this? They go a safety from Lenore Ryan. Oh boy. Yeah, Kyle Duggar. So yeah. I, how much you want to bet that their Division II All-American is going to be <laughs> second-round pick is going to be a little better than the Bears' former uh, Division II second-round pick? Look at this. Yeah, he has gone up to number one uh, strong safety on several several of these mocks in front of me here. Antoine Winfield from Minnesota was yeah. second. Bur- Burgess from Utah was third. But Duggar's number one, so he took the best strong safety Look in at Kyle Duggar uh, off the board here for New England. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking Duggar. I'm getting off the screen. No, I don't, want, <laughs> don't show me. I'm going to take, Doug, take Duggar. Listen, Of right. course he took someone from Lenore Ryan College. Bill. Bill, he's Division two. I'm going to take Duggar. I'm going to take Duggar. <laughs> He doesn't care. My friend, thank you so much. And if he's a bust, the wolf is to blame because we can just blame the wolf for making that pick. <laughs> it's very strange. There was a wolf there in uh, Belichick's uh, living room there with the odd Navajo-like uh, table and chairs. What if, like, what if like, like 10 months from now it's, we're at Hallis Hall and there's George and Ted and they've had to make a change of general manager and, and they want to introduce the new GM of the Chicago Bears? Please welcome the wolf, and they walk the wolf in out of leash. Bill Belichick's wolf. We believe that the wolf has been has been immersed in a winning culture for all these years, and uh, we we have heard that the, the wolf, the wolf, uh, actually was the one behind the Garoppolo trade. And uh, welcome to the wolf. Any questions? You're out of your mind. I like the idea. The wolf has more to say than Belichick. I like that idea. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. There he is. He's Jeff Dickerson who covers the Bears and also with Wolf coverage of the uh, Bill Belichick's picks. So, again, we go with uh, T. Higgins, the number one pick in the second round, going to the Bengals, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, to the Colts, uh, the USC wide receiver, DeAndre Swift, the running back three to the Lions, Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama going for Kyle Duggar. 
Wow. Uh, safety going to the New England Patriots, and now Yatur Gross Matos, defensive end from Penn State, going uh, to the Carolina Panthers. More of our coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft continues, and we'll get your calls in here as well. The Bears right around the corner. What should they address first in the draft? If you're on hold, you will be on the air. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Show presented by White Claw on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Waiting for the Chicago Bears pick. It'll be pretty soon here. The Miami Dolphins are on the clock as we ask you your thoughts about the draft. As I mentioned before, the Bears have to look in their secondary and be able to shore that up at safety and at corner. Also taking a look at that offensive line, as J.D. mentioned, the offensive line. He's concerned about the entire offensive line. I'm just concerned about the right side and whether or not there's going to be flexibility in the offensive line. But I want to find out from you, before this Bears pick happens, uh, what's the first thing that you would address if you're Ryan Pace? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. We go to the phone lines to talk to you. Let me say hello to Mark in Brookfield on our 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000. Hi, Mark. I'm going to be on the radio. Mark? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hello? We go to Alex, who's calling us from Waukegan, with us here on ESPN 1000. We talk about the Bears in the draft. Hello, Alex. Hey, how you doing, Jay Hood? Good, man. My call. Yeah, jump in. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, being a diehard Bears fan, I feel like we got to keep our defensive tech. So, first things first is uh, take care of that, that corner slot, losing mm-hmm. Prince. I think we should, we should build that, followed by, you know, I hate – we have limited picks that you know. I'm, I'm one of the guys that feels like every pick should be glamorous, but uh, the, the our next pick should probably be, be uh, taking an offensive lineman to address that issue. Man, you know, sir, our defense. You know, that's <laughs> last day we got man as Bears fans. Our defense, we're still top five last year. You know, as horrendous as we looked at times, you know, we we've got to keep that intact and lock, and lock in that corner spot. Alex, that offensive lineman that you're going to choose is it better be a star. It's got to be a yeah, difference maker. I know it, but what else? What else? What else do we have? What, what other? Are, what are our options to, to to fix that problem that we have right now? You know, like you, we've been talking about the whole draft process. We have so many holes. It's hard to pick just one to fill. But how do you yeah. feel about how do you feel about our receivers? Um, I feel like we didn't have, we really didn't have a chance to see what they can do last year with the way that our offense was run between uh, Nagy's conservative play calling and uh, Trubisky's play behind our mediocre offensive line, I just think it's impossible to, to really give those guys a fair grade. Um, I think we should have seen more of Ridley. Um, I mean, our running you – know, there's a lot of things that we should have seen more of last year. Um, but, but I don't think those guys had a fair shake with, with the play, uh, the play calling the offensive line and, and Trubisky's play. Alex, I'm glad you checked in. Appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Joe in Antioch with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 as we talk Bears. Hello, Joe. Hey, hello. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, to sir. answer your question, if I were in Pace's position, cornerback, first and foremost, cornerback. We can't get enough of them. Then I'd go safety, mm-hmm. offensive guard, and receiver. And for once, I wish he, instead of like, Let's get a tackle to convert to guard. Let's go get the best cornerback we can get and the best offensive guard we can get. Whatever position we get, 
let's get the best person at that position instead of taking a reach on someone and trying to convert someone, trying to adapt someone. Let's get someone who's got some experience at the position. We expect them. It's hard enough to play, you know, make the transition from college to pro ball. Let's get a guy who's got some experience in the position we want him to start at. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, thanks for making the call. Thanks for checking in. So you're looking at defense. Okay, well, you can find some some stud safeties, strong or free, if you want to. Grant Delpit is still there as I'm looking at this here. He's the number one free safety from LSU. And I will tell you, as an SEC fan, that guy can get it done. That guy is special. And so um, we mentioned that the Dolphins were on the clock. Robert Hunt from Louisiana, the offensive guard, has been taken with the um, number seven pick here in the second round. And so it goes from here. Texans, Browns, Jaguars, then the Bears at number 43. So the Bears pick will be right around the corner. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Uh, we want to get your thoughts. What's the number one pick? What's the number one position that the Bears need to address here in a few minutes? Jump in. Also, we're going to take your reaction after the Bears make their pick. Because we want to get your thoughts. Because this is the most crucial draft that Ryan Pace has had. Without question. Because... You see what the Lions and the Packers and the Vikings are doing? If the Bears are not able to strike gold in this draft, having day one starters, more than one, then this is going to be a problem for Ryan Pace and the Bears. Because even with an extra wild card, doesn't mean the Bears will be one of those extra wild card teams once we start playing again. we got to keep our eyes on this draft. It's so crucial this year, more so than any time in the Pace era. We're talking about it on the 2020 NFL Draft on ESPN 1000. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Show presented by White Claw on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Chicago Bears here for our 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000. Let me go back to the phone lines and talk to you. As I mentioned, safety, wide receiver, got to look at the tight end, definitely um, taking a look at that offensive line, how do you look at this Bears draft? Number 43 pick, what do you do? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. 32% of you say the Bears should go safety here with their uh, first pick in the second round uh, on Twitter, at ESPN1000. Uh, 24% of you say uh, DB, defensive back. So we'll uh, keep our eyes on that poll. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to you. We will say hello to um, Bill and McHenry on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bill. Hey, how's it going? Um, I think I'm going on what you just said. I think we do need to go uh, safety with this first pick. I would pick uh, Delpit. Yeah. Uh, so that I think he compliments. Um, I think he compliments uh, Eddie Jackson really well. And then if we could with that 50th pick get maybe digs from Alabama at corner or even off Fulton, the corner from uh, LSU. I mean, I think we need to just solidify those. It's pretty hard to get those good corners, just pick them up off a of free agency and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely pick Delpit with that first pick. I think he's a baller. He's a stud. All right. I'm glad you checked in. Appreciate your phone call. Uh, so as we, when we broke, it was the Texans on the clock. Ross said, Blaylock or a black lock, the um, defensive tackle from TCU went eight. Jonathan Taylor, the running back for Wisconsin, goes nine to the um, Indianapolis Colts. It's the Jaguars, then it's the Bears pick. Jaguars on the clock right now. 
Uh, back to the phone lines, we will say hello to uh, Calvin South Shore on ESPN 1000. Hey, Cal. Hey, what's going on, Jay Hood? How you feeling, buddy? Good, man. What's cracking? Oh, nothing much, man. I just got to give you a couple, three topics real quick. I'm going to be smooth and brief with them. Um, first of all, you are right about Ryan Pace. Yes, it is important, but for the last three years it's been important because he hasn't gotten the first round right except Roquan to be technical with it. Mm-hmm. But then, like you say, he has to stop lying to himself and really pick the best player at the best position. That's all it is. I, I, I agree with your notion. But the logic is you have to lock down the safety to complement Eddie Jackson because that will make your defense a little bit more efficient and dynamic with a corner. But a good receiver is cool. But also, if it's that offensive line, like you said, which is my last point, you get that guy in there because the thing is, is and we can't be afraid to find a quarterback, too, which he hasn't done. But those are the three things and angles he has to accomplish to be honest with himself and pick those players. Because if he doesn't, it's like we're screaming back at the drawing board again. And, you know, we just can't salvage the same message all the time. That's what I want to say to you. But it's my first time listening, man. you got a great show. Stay smooth. All right, thank you. You're very smooth with it, Calvin. Thank you. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. The Chicago Bears are currently on the clock here as the Jaguars uh, are going to make their pick in a little bit here. This portion of our broadcast here is brought to you by Illinois Media School. Um, Classes are going on right now right from the comfort of your own home. So go to beonair.com to start your exciting new career today. Again, it's beonair.com. That's Illinois Media School at beonair.com. The Jaguars are going to make their pick in momentarily, and then it's the Bears. What will the Bears do? We talk about it here on the 2020 NFL Draft Show. You're listening to ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.